Are you tired? We're tired. And that's okay. It is totally okay not to be okay during the holidays. Commiserate with your pals, Pitney and Amelia, as we talk about how we just can't even right now. Set boundaries, eat yummy food, and watch movies where people fight on Christmas, because that shit's cathartic as fuck. We discuss three that we love. A Summer Place, The Ref, and the John Waters classic, Female Trouble. So get comfy and get ready to laugh, because we got you. I'm so, I'm so tired that I got permission from my therapist to this Christmas season, this holiday season, I have permission to basically hibernate and not be social if I don't fucking want to. See, that sounds like heaven to me. <laughs> I mean, I probably won't actually do that, mm-hmm. like, to that extent, although I'm very fucking tempted. Because, it, like, last year, it was very easy to just kind of not. Oh, because you know? it was the, the, the Christmas yeah, you know. of COVID. It was COVID Christmas. Yes. Yes. Now it's all, you know, everyone's vaccinated and whatnot, so... There's no excuse to not get together with your families. And it's like, unless I don't want to. Um, but, uh-huh. but see, like, here's the problem. So, like, I, you know, so I, I see my therapist every other week. And the last several appointments, it's always we will have talked about how important it is that I do something for me. Uh-huh. And that, you know, things that I want to do to take care of myself and things that I want to do for me. And then two weeks go by. And the next time I see her, I tell her that I didn't do shit because within seconds of the last appointment, my entire world fell apart and I spent the intervening two weeks in utter hell. And then I talked to her again. And then the two weeks in between that appointment and the next appointment was utter hell. I mean, I'm not kidding. You know, the last appointment was me telling her about the previous two weeks, which was not, I'm not kidding. 10 minutes after the previous appointment was my dog having a seizure. Uh The first, you know, the first seizure of his life and the next 24 hours following that he had four seizures. Uh He was you know, under observation in a vet's office. And I mean, it, I mean, I did not know my dog was going to survive. And then he got better. 
he's way better now. I mean, you know, happy ending for that. I mean, he's doing yeah, super, super good. well. He's practically a puppy again because he's so fucking healthy right now. But, you know, my dog has a seizure. My father falls down again. You know, he starts the year with four spinal fractures, one after another. And then he's doing so great that one day he gets up out of the chair and falls down and breaks his fucking pelvis. And then just when that's starting to get a little bit better, he decides to jump up out of his chair to go answer the door and he falls and breaks his fucking wrist. And it's like, if you could just stay in your fucking chair, who told you to answer the door? Nobody's going to your door. There's no one. Nothing is important. Yo, sit your goddamn ass down. So I know in your poor dad, because like it seems like every time I talk to you, he's fallen again, and most oh the, most of the time it's nothing, but it's just like oh my god, that man falls a lot. That's really scary. You and know? the thing was that like he, I mean, he was falling a lot before this year, but this year, it's like he, I mean, those those uh, spinal fractures. The first one was a fall. Mm-hmm. The three following that were spinal fractures that were caused by repairing the previous one. Yeah, yeah. It was going in for surgery for a repair, and the trauma of the surgery caused the next vertebrae to break. Mm-hmm. So the last one was the last one because they decided just, like, let's just not touch that one and let it heal on its own, which is the only reason why we didn't have another break after that. But anyway, so, like, my, I am running out. I have no gas in my tank. Yeah. Oh, and then my car decides to die on Thanksgiving. Like, I coming back from my in-laws' house for Thanksgiving, the engine light comes on. I take my car in, and we get told, oh, well, for engine light problems, we're so, it's like, they're so far behind, um... They don't have any mechanics. Oh. I don't know if it's because they're all dead or what, but we were 28th in line to even have someone look at it. Oh, so it could have sat no. there for it could have sat there for 10 days to 2 weeks before anyone even looked at yeah. it. But then the next day they called us and I think someone saw my name uh-huh. because last year I I can I honestly cannot remember if we talked about this on the show, but last year my car was in the shop for two months. Oh yes, we did for a computerized oh a computer yes, problem <laughs> that was basically this little computer chip in my car thought there was something wrong with my car when there wasn't anything wrong with my car, but this magical computer chip makes it so the car won't go because well the car's broken. Except no, it's not. Yeah, because what was it? There was no way to to convince it. Miles an hour or something. something Oh no, it was more like fifteen. Oh my god! They called it limp mode. So my car had gone back into limp mode this this year, and we took it in there. Go and thinking, oh well, uh, you know, hopefully it's nothing. So so then they called the next day after thinking, oh my god, it's going to be there for two weeks before they can look at it. The next day they called and said, oh good news, um. We went ahead and looked at it anyway, and uh, it was just that there was um, low oil. So since you needed an oil, you were due for an oil change anyway, we just went ahead and um, changed the oil. And um, so just we're just going to keep an eye on the oil pressure and, you know, come back, you know, after come come back after a thousand miles instead of three thousand miles or whatever. 
And then we'll, you know, no, oh, no problem. And I swear to God, it's because they saw my name and were like, we are not fucking this woman over oh, again. Oh, yeah, because after I'm still, I still, I remember that. And I remember being shocked that uh, they just should have given you a new fucking car. Because that car was well, not the, that old. Part, no, it was like six years old. But the problem was it wasn't just my car. This was a computer programming problem that have had to do with a recall it wasn't my car it was all yeah. the cars it was every it was car after car after car was just going into limp mode and couldn't come out so this was a massive problem across the country they were having to deal with Ugh. so it wasn't just me so it, i mean you know and the and the local people were incredibly nice it yeah. was corporate that kept acting like i was being unreasonable yeah but anyway, so, I, you know, one thing after another yeah, yeah. lately. And so my therapist is like, because I told her, I said, I said, I don't have, I said, I am down to like fumes in my personal tank. Mm -hmm. Like, but because I have, I have to go take care of my dad three to four times a week. I do not have the option of just saying, fuck it. And just turning my back and on the, the world. Yeah. I don't I don't have the option. My job needs me, my family needs me. I have shit that I have to do and I don't have the option of just not doing stuff. And so I don't know how I can do all that plus do all the social obligations of the hall of the goddamn holidays. Mm -hmm. And normally I would love to see people, especially people I haven't seen in a long time. I'm not an antisocial person. But right now, I don't want to see anybody. I just want to go into a cave because I'm fucking tired. And she was like, if they love you and they know you, then they know how tired you are. And so everyone in your life should understand how tired you are. Oh, yeah. So if, so if, you, if you go to a gathering... And you stay for an hour and then go, okay, I'm going by. Nobody, if they truly love you, no one will give you shit. And I was like, oh my God, I really hope that's true. I've done that many times. Uh, you know, especially, you know, where I, when I lived in San Antonio. Yeah. I had a lot of friends that had a lot of kids and. I love them and I loved the kids. I do love the kids. But they knew that it was hard for me to deal with screaming kids. And I oh, really, God. I would go, I would arrive and I would stay for a couple hours and eat and do what I had to do and get through it and then be like, okay, I'm going now. And they're like, oh, well, we were hoping you would stay until midnight or stay the night or whatever. And, and I was like, uh, yeah, no, I'm sorry. I just can't. Yeah, there's but been really nonstop screaming in the last two like hours. They understood, yeah. and it was fine. Right. You know, and one, and I, I did talk to my husband about it, and this actually worked out on Thanksgiving because um, the first conversation I had with my therapist was actually right before Thanksgiving, and um, I, and because I told her because she was like, you know, you have every right to throw people out of your house. You have every right to say, okay, I'm ready to go to bed. Get get out. And I was like, yeah, but the amount of energy it takes me to be able to do that 
Because I have to psych myself up to be able to say something to somebody, Mm -hmm. which is why I don't tend to say anything to anybody, which is why I've been a fucking doormat my whole life is because it takes so much effort for me to do that. So if I don't have the energy to just get through a day, how am I going to get through a day as a badass, you know? Yeah. So I talked to my husband before Thanksgiving and I said, it is just going to have to be your job Mm -hmm. to keep an eye on me. Mm -hmm. And I might not have the ability to say, oh my God, we have to go right now. Like you're just going to have to pick up on the cues and know that I can't take another minute and get me the fuck out of places if it's time. And he's probably totally on board with that, right? He was on Thanksgiving. He, we did not stay past the point where I couldn't be there anymore. Mm -hmm. And there was, I mean, I love my in-laws. They're a very nice family. But there's always yelling for no goddamn reason. That sounds like my whole family, yeah. (laughs) It's like, it's just, there's and there's certain stories that get told, and every story has some sort of extremely angry component to it. And it's like, this this event happened 40 years ago. You can't still be pissed (laughs) off about it. And just yelling and yelling about how horrible it was. And it's like, okay, first of all, you don't need to be telling the story because everyone has heard this story. Right, right. Well, it's tradition. (laughs) It's always tradition. (laughs) There are certain stories that are like, you know, it is literally a Christmas tradition to for me to hear the story of how my mother-in-law refused to believe she was pregnant with my brother-in-law. For months, she was pissed off Uh, that she believed doctors were lying to her and refusing to believe she was sick when she told them she was sick because she didn't feel well. Oh, my God. (laughs) And those those damn doctors didn't listen to her. And then eventually, and I won't go into the whole story because, God damn it, this is a long, detailed story that I've heard for 25 years yeah. <laughs> um, that eventually it was okay fine I guess I'm pregnant but it's with a girl because I'm not having another boy <laughs> and as I mentioned it was with my brother-in-law because there, there are no sisters because you know that generation though that sounds like my whole family <laughs> yeah i mean i mean you know i mean you know yeah there was a vasectomy involved and there was i mean there is a reason why it was hard for her to believe at first how could i possibly be pregnant when my husband i know if a doctor tells you you're pregnant you're fucking pregnant you know and and really you've been pregnant you've been pregnant before Mm -hmm. you you know what being pregnant feels like well, you know, you're a little in fucking denial. denial lady. Yeah, I was just gonna say, yeah. a little denial goes a long way. It's a lot of denial. I mean, I, know I, I, all I get about it. You, that. But then again, keep in mind, <laughs> this is Christmas, and I'm always sitting next to yeah the child she's talking about, who's just sitting there muttering under his breath, "I love you too, mom." Uh, you know, every fucking yeah. Christmas, I love these people. I love this family. 
They are incredibly sweet people, but this is a lot to oh, go through yeah. when you're tired. And it's a lot of yelling and a lot of anger to cycle through for the holidays. Uh, the Bitchin' Boutique. Yes. Um, I think we need to give them a thing, Spike. We can give them a drop that they could plan out their yes, show. Yes, I think we've uh, got to find some time and get, get time to do that. I think we should do, do it that. right now. I think we should do it right now. Look, I'll show you how easy it is, Spike. <laughs> Watch this. I'm just going to do it live. Okay, do it live. Like that bloke screams. So I'm just going to do it live. Watch this. Hi, this is Dr. Dan from the Two Skeptical... Blah, I can't do it now. Look, I can't speak. <laughs> Too much pressure. I'll try again. I'll try again. I'll try again. Take 52. Hi, this is Dr. Dan from the Two Skeptical Chaps podcast, and you are listening to the most bitching boutique. See? That was easy, wasn't it? Okay. They could send us one. We could play it in ass. Yeah, yeah. Right, you do it. Yeah. Right, what do you want me to say? Whatever, whatever comes to mind. Hi, this is Spike from the Two Skeptical Chaps podcast, who ain't no bitch, but you're listening to The Bitchin' Boutique. Oh, that was good. I think I hope they use that. Let's see if they cut it and put it in their next show. <laughs> Diplomatic community. <laughs> You know, my, I gotta say, my favorite holidays in memory, honestly, there was what, maybe three years when I lived in San Antonio that I spent Christmas by myself. Yeah. And a couple years where I spent Thanksgiving by myself. And those are honestly my favorite holidays ever because. I didn't want to deal with people. I wanted to spend a day by myself. I wanted to have a special holiday to spend by myself. And I was not lonely. I was not depressed. I felt empowered. Because you were doing what you wanted. I was doing what I wanted. And I was like, I don't want to see people. I don't want to see children. I don't want to have to deal with sitting at a big table and listening to people talk. Yeah. You know, I just don't want to deal with it. And those were the mo- my most fabulous holidays ever. I did, did what I wanted, and I stayed home, and I probably played Skyrim all of those holidays. I'll bet anything. Oh, I'm sure you did. <laughs> I'm sure I did. I'm sure you did. <laughs> and I loved it. So, yeah, more power to you to not – if you don't want yeah. to do anything, don't fucking do it. You and know? he's like, I'm, you know, I'm sure there's going to be – certain holiday things that are going to take place, but I'm going to make absolutely sure that they don't last entire days. It's not going to be, I'm going to show up at your house at 10 in the morning and I'm going to be there till 10 o'clock at night. Hell no. no. I do not. I don't have the spoons for that. Mm -mm. I cannot do it. You know, how about and of you course, get now, there at three and you leave to go home by seven? May, yeah, maybe. Of course, now it's really nice to have a dog that has, you know, potentially has yeah. seizures because, I, you know, I'm not, we're not leaving him alone right now. I mean, we took him with us on Thanksgiving and it was actually really nice. He was very well behaved. I think the uh, phenobarbital has given him a slightly different personality. He didn't go completely crazy until their cat decided to walk very slowly right up to his face. And it wasn't until they were really close together that he completely lost his shit. And from that moment on, he wasn't, he wasn't a good boy. Well, he was fine, but he was very barky. 
But he was not Barky up until that point. It was actually incredibly cute. I'm shocked that it took that because your dog is so Barky. He must have been really agitated for him oh my God. to last that long before reacting. <laughs> I mean, God, who knew Who knew phenobarbital could have been the thing that could have made him a well-behaved dog in his whole life? <laughs> Although I will say this, uh, Valium? Oh, he's really... He's really weird on Valley. Hey, there's something to be said for barbiturates, you know? <laughs> he, well, first his legs didn't work. Like, he wanted to just keep walking and pacing around the house, but his legs didn't really work at first. Like, he didn't want me to hold him, but he didn't want to, he didn't want to go to sleep. He sure as fuck uh, didn't want to go to sleep. But so I just sort of let him pace, but his legs were all like spaghetti. And then, um, but both of my brother-in-laws were in the house and he wasn't barking at them. Because he was too busy being stoned on Valium, and shocking. he was just walking. So, yeah. He was, oh yeah, when um when Rob came to the door, knocked on the door, Spike didn't even care. See, that's I mean, shocking. He, Absolutely yeah. shocking. Yes, it was yes. really really weird. Yeah, Valium uh, was interesting, but yeah, you know, and there's was... nothing more traditional at Christmas time either than Valium. That is, I gotta say, there is one thing. I have all this extra little tiny pills of Valium now that my dog, yeah. they're there for my dog. And it's like, oh God, you know how hard it is for me to not take Valium that's sitting right there. Do you know Valium, Quaalude? <sighs> so hard. It's traditional on Christmas because nobody, the thing is everybody says they love Christmas. Kids love Christmas. Adults hate it because it's a nuisance, it's a pain in the ass, and it's stressful, and adults don't like it. I sure as hell don't. I haven't in years. No, there's lo- I love lots of things about Christmas, but... I like the, the decoration. Is, I, I just don't the like the is, celebration. <laughs> Christmas has not... I don't get to have my own Christmas. That's the problem. Mm-hmm. You don't get to have your own Christmas unless you have kids. When you have kids, you have the, you you earn the right to have your own yeah. Christmas. But if you don't have kids, you're forced to participate in other people's Christmas. And so I still have to spend Christmas, you know, at my Yeah, or I was going to say you can my do dad. what I did and just refuse to go, but the difference is you're talking about your family and I'm not talking about my family. That's a, yeah. that's a big difference. Yeah. Yeah. And it would be, um, I mean, there's like, I'm well, you know, like the first, the first year when mom died, I mean, well, I mean, we had, I mean, shit. I mean, we, we, I could go on and on about all the, the, the turkey soup, the, the, the war over turkey oh, soup. Oh yeah. I mean, that's a whole other thing, but you know, the, 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 the family tradition of using the carcass from the Thanksgiving turkey to make soup mm-hmm. on Christmas Eve. And my mother always did it. And when she died, it was like, well, we have to have turkey soup. And I'm like, okay, well, I'll do it. Because of the three of us, I'm the one who cooks. Yeah. And it's like, well, we should all do it. Oh, my God, we should all do it together. It's like, okay, it doesn't oh, take three people to make say. a pot of soup. And the first year, it was all like, what are you doing? What are you doing? What are you doing? And it's like, okay, okay, first of all, oh, gross. Yeah. It's just get away from me and... You know, are you put, are you putting chicken stock in there? You know I'm allergic to chicken. It's like, yeah, all every year when mom did this, I guarantee you there was chicken in the fucking soup and you ate it and you didn't die, so shut up. 
Um, uh, yeah. You know, all, all this, all this bullshit. Um, you know, I can't have dairy. I can't have chicken. Oh my God. Is that, you know, is, is there a sweet potato in that? Oh my God. Is that a carrot? It's just like, uh, oh, go away. And then yes. one year it was, and then, and then the next year it was, well, you know, I really, really think that we should all participate. And so I wrote a big, long email explaining okay if you want to participate in make in the making of the soup let me explain to you everything involved in making turkey stock every step because they were all like i don't like they didn't like the fact that i was making the turkey stock in advance at my house and then just bringing over pre-made turkey stock yeah well i thought we would make it together it's like you don't fucking know what you're talking about you know how much work that is to fish all the bones out it's like you don't even know what you're saying. So hey, I wrote you a should have just made them do it and just been like, okay, this is oh, what yeah. mom did every year. Have if I can do it. Yeah, mom would wake up early in the morning and start cooking. You guys <clears throat> never set foot in the kitchen. Mom didn't do anything else but make soup all day long. You never even saw her do it. Yeah. Because that's how you people are. I was in the kitchen with mom. You guys were watching football or whatever the fuck you people do. Oh, you know? and that's something else I hate about th- about holidays. Holidays. Why is the, there always fucking sports? When the goddamn sports come on. Oh, please. That, see, that, that's one nice thing about my household is there's no sports in my house. Because I married someone who also doesn't like sports. Oh, God. Yes, yes, it's yes, fantastic. yes. fantastic. But God damn it, sometimes if we have people over for like a holiday meal, who the, to- who the hell told you to turn on the television in my house? Why, who, why, why do you think you get to turn on my TV yeah. to, to watch TV in my house? Get the fuck out. Yeah, and you know, it's funny because it's like, I, I'm, I'm very sad that my whole family is dead, you know. Except and I mother. miss them because I, I miss certain family gatherings. Of course. I miss Easter. I miss St. Joseph's Day. There's a lot of stuff that I do miss that was, like, unique to my family. I was going to say, does anyone do St. Joseph's Day but your family? I don't particularly (laughs) miss Thanksgiving or Christmas, though. Yeah. Because Thanksgiving was always boring. It was goddamn sports. Ugh. And then Christmas. The worst. Like clockwork, we'd get up, we'd open our presents... My dad would be an asshole. He would refuse his gift. He would say how much he didn't like it. He would demand that whatever it was, it be taken back. Oh, God. And then within five minutes of us getting done opening our presents, he would be an asshole and me and him would get in a fight. And then I'd be in my room crying, waiting till me and mom left to go to my aunt's house. Oh, my God. Uh, That was every fucking Christmas. And then the last Christmas I spent in San Jose involved my mom being the passive-aggressive, hot-headed Sicilian that she is. (laughs) Because I was going to spend Christmas Eve with my family. And Christmas Day with my boyfriend and his family. And that was not acceptable. That was not acceptable. So the last Christmas I spent here before I moved to Texas was my mother coming into my aunt's house, ignoring me, 
throwing gifts from the door at the Christmas tree. Oh, my God. Well, announcing, isn't anybody going to help me with these boxes? And then her oh just throwing God. the gifts and not speaking to me all night. And then her yelling at my cousin because my cousin wasn't going to be there on Christmas. It was only going to be there on Christmas Eve. She says, I guess none of the children uh, in this family know that Christmas is supposed to be spent with their mothers. Wow. <laughs> so, yeah, I've always fucking hated Christmas. Oh, God. For a long fucking time. Uh, and I enjoyed it in Texas because I largely did my own thing. Right. Yeah. And then when children became involved... I either came back to California and it was just me and mom and it was fun <laughs> or I right. stayed home by myself or I, I, for many years I had my Christmas parties for many years. Remember? Yeah. Yeah. And that was my thing, my term, my friends. Yeah. And you'd like cook a goose yeah. or you'd do the giant, the, the giant Christmas salmon. <laughs> yeah. The, oh, I fucking, oh, oh I hated family oh, Christmas. Hated it. Oh, God. See, that's one thing is I never had to deal with extended family anything because we never lived near extended family. So our, you know, our family thing was always. Well, that's actually one thing was that our family Christmas Eve, all all the activity once we weren't kids anymore. Christmas Day wasn't even a thing anymore. Once Santa stopped coming. Christmas Day didn't matter yeah. anymore. So that divided up. Like, Christmas Day, I became free. But by the time I met my husband, it's like, okay, well, Christmas Day meant that his family. Yeah. But, yeah. frankly, I enjoy Christmas Day a lot more than spending Christmas Eve with my Yeah. Family. Oh, but then I do remember, like, in high school, for some reason, Christmas shifted to my house, and I hated that more. Well, it just adds the pressure of now you have to clean your whole house. And yeah, and to, then, you know, the, the ass, imposition the, of that now they're in your space. And the asshole would be home. Right. And we'd fight in the morning and then he would hide in the back room and not talk with the family, which created tension. Right. That's I mean, funny. it was just I hated family Christmas. Fucking hated it. So I totally yeah. am uh, on board with you being stressed out and wanting to do your own thing. You yeah. Know? And seeing the thing is, it's like, it's like, I'm, I'm stressed out whether or not it's Christmas, but the fact that Christmas is looming yeah. is like this dread, this, this future black cloud of dread yeah. that it's, it shouldn't be that, but it just fucking is. And they're going to have to deal with it. I have no idea what the next month is going to bring. You can just tell your husband I may be, well, no, it's still three weeks away from when we're recording this. You could just tell your husband, I want to stay home just you and me. We're not doing anything this year. We're going to watch movies that we want. We're going to eat what we want. And we can call everybody well, on the phone and say Merry Christmas. If you want to do that, you could. There's still time. Well, of course, but I also want to go deliver presents to my niece. Oh, I want to go yeah, see my yeah, niece. Yeah. Okay. I haven't seen my niece in months. Well, just go you play know. Santa visit for I haven't a little seen her bit. Since her birthday. And then come home and eat with your husband and watch Lord yeah. of the Rings and that would be fabulous. 
I, you know, I definitely have already decided that he and I are going to have a nice dinner that I'm, you know, that we're going to cook a nice dinner, just the two of us. Oh, good. We're going to have, you know, we're going to have good food. We're going to have, oh, 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 now see, I don't know if you could see that. That's the other thing that's stressing me out right now. My fucking house is infested with pantry moths. Oh, you told which that. are apparently a thing. This motherfucker is, is flying around my head. Too. I've never even heard of that before. I hadn't either until I looked him up. There is just nothing. I just want everyone to just, just pretend, just imagine yourself sitting at your kitchen table and you feel something fall on your head. And you go, God, that's weird. What's that? And you, and, and you look up and you see caterpillars on the ceiling over your head. Oh, girl, no. That no matter how clean your house is, these mother... Get off me. These motherfucking... I, I swear to God, I thought I took care of the infestation, but I think we just had a, a new hatching. Because oh, I did God. a massive amount of cleaning in the pantry, taking everything off of shelves and wiping the shelves down with vinegar. But the thing is, I can't reach all the shelves. And I'll just say, look, I love my husband. He was supposed to clean the top shelf because he's the only one who can reach mm -hmm. it. He didn't do that. And now you have a new hatching. <laughs> now there's a new hatching. Everything was fine. Um, uh, everything was under control. We had a couple of days where there was like maybe two moths in the house for like two days. Uh -huh. All of a sudden... They're fucking, I'm upstairs. I'm not even anywhere near, yeah. I'm as far away from my kitchen as I can be right now. And there is a goddamn moth that is flying around my head right now. Oh my God, uh, I'm so skeeved out. Oh my God. Well, Merry yeah. fucking Christmas, girl. God damn it. <laughs> uh, see, I can't win. I can't fucking win. <laughs> the year of self-care. You know how they say that at Christmas time we get to feel like kids again? Well, let's take that shit seriously this year for self-care purposes. I, your Christmas fairy godmother, give you full permission to act like a kid. If you're feeling pissed off or upset, you have my permission to throw a tantrum. Now, you might not want to do it in front of your boss or your family, and let's not do it while we're driving, okay? But what's a creative way you can throw a tantrum? How about screaming into a pillow, violently popping bubble wrap, or, oh my god, next time you're at the store, pick up a thing of those little paper Dixie cups, and when somebody pisses you off, Set them up on the floor like a little city and stomp on them like you're Godzilla. And you have my permission to have as much goofy fun as you can. I have this big package of cheap coffee filters left over from like two coffee makers ago. Those things are perfect for cutting into snowflakes and taping to the window. Put on that Santa hat you bought a few years ago and just wear it around while you run errands. Why not? You're adorable in it. Blow soap bubbles. 
Color outside the lines. Say hi to every dog you see. Try to remember that favorite thing you haven't done since you were a kid and do it. It's Christmas. You can get away with all that stuff. Auntie Amelia says so. Now that we're talking about, you know, we're, things that have happened to us on Christmas and we don't, things that we didn't like and fighting and stress and blah, blah, blah. And how much Christmas can suck. Yes. There's yes. something delightful about fighting and tragic Christmas things in film. Yeah, when it's not happening to you, it's fantastic. It is so delightful and wonderful, and it just makes me scream in ecstasy every time I see a movie and there's fighting on Christmas, or there's a mother crying, or, oh, it just makes me so happy. (laughs) Oh, my God. Just the, the, the pinnacle of holiday awesomeness is just, you know, the destruction of holiday decorations and anger. Because it has been my tradition for, oh, my God, at least a decade, I think, on Facebook. Yeah. Every Christmas, I post this GIF. That Mm -hmm. is, I had no idea what the fuck it was, who the hell it was. Um, (laughs) It is just obviously late 50s, early 60s Technicolor. Very much so. This woman just slapping another woman so viciously across the face that she she twirls and falls into the Christmas tree and the Christmas tree falls down. Yes, yeah, she and the Christmas tree end up on the floor. And I love it. And it's I glorious. that every year. And I think it was just last year, a friend of mine named Marie, who I used to work with at the nursing home, was like, oh, that is from this movie called The Summer Place. It's a really, really good movie. And I was like, oh, I had no idea what the fuck it was from. It was just something that I found that thrilled me. Right. For years, I honestly thought that I thought for whatever reason that the woman being slapped with Jessica Fletcher and that it was some, Angela Lansbury. Yes, and that it was Angela <laughs> Lansbury, and it was some weird thing from Murder She Wrote. I thought that for years. Oh my god! It it totally could have. It it totally is like an alternate universe. Rosemary Clooney slapping the shit out of Angela Lansbury. Yeah, I it mean, totally is that. It, I totally thought that's what it was, but no, it was yeah. Sandra D. being slapped. That's so exciting, though. And so, I mean, doesn't everyone want to slap Sandra? Yeah. I mean, that's amazing. <laughs> that's amazing. And anyway, so I love that. So, like I said, that is one of my Christmas traditions: is posting that thing every year because it's just so delightful. Oh, it's so good. And so I was f- excited to finally see that movie. And that yeah. scene is the only scene in that movie that has anything to do with Christmas. That's it. Is it, it's, I mean, it's a very, I mean, I've never seen it, which is shocking. It's long. It's totally... It has to be like two hours and 20 minutes or something, which is really fucking long for a movie of that era where yeah. all movies were like, you know, 70 to 80 minutes. That was crazy that this movie was that long. It seems like for me, it would have been the kind of movie that like, there was a period where I saw like 
I used to watch things like Where the Boys Are and like that Elvis movie Girl Happy. And there were like all these movies that were like that time period that I was I would watch just over and over again, like um Gidget. Like yeah, shit, like weird. Yeah. I don't know why. Like anything that was like beachy in early '60s, I was very yeah. into. Where the boys are is such a fantastic movie. Everybody, well, if you've never seen it, fuck. Well, there's something appealing about that fashion in Technicolor. Oh god, it's so amazing. Because if it's yeah. black and white, I don't give a fuck about it. But that fashion in Technicolor, oh my god. Every, it's like the cars and the fashion are all and the and the architecture and everything is already so glorious. But you put it in Technicolor and it's just like everything is an Easter egg. Everything oh, is know. just glorious. I wish life oh was God. Technicolor, but alas, it is not. <laughs> you know, it's like it's like that. Oh, now see, now I've forgotten the name of the movie that 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 clip that we love so much about the bright red phone, a kitchen phone. Oh yeah, the oh, movie God. about uh, the couple that writes jingles. Yes, whatever the fuck that was. Yeah, yeah that totally it it totally looks like it could be. From oh the same movie. God, yes, because that is also glorious. Yeah, but anyway, so I watched this movie. I thought it was going to be more Christmassy just because of that thing, because that's, you know, what I knew from it. So that scene, it just happens to be at Christmas? Yeah, like, it's just, it starts in the summer and it follows these people's lives for, I don't know, through the spring maybe or through a year, something like that. Oh, like looping back around to a summer? Okay. Yeah. Uh, but this movie is fabulous. It has everything I love in a movie. It has bad marriages. Oh. It has adultery. <gasps> it has teenage sex. Oh my God. It has angry women making irrational demands during a divorce. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> it is everything that I love a movie to be. Oh. And... I remember Marie saying, oh, it's a really good movie and it's such a good story and blah, blah, blah. And I didn't know what I expected. But no, that movie is, I mean, it's fabulous, but it is just trash. Oh, that's so good. I mean, it's not like Valley of the Dolls trash, but it's right. trash, especially for that time. Is there anyone else of significance besides Sandra D in it? Is it like Tab Hunter or anyone no, else? No, nobody just I've fabulous? ever heard of. Okay. But when I mentioned it to mom, she's like, oh, I remember that movie. It has me, 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 and me, me, me in it. And I was like. See, my mom would have totally known it. Yeah, too, and I, sure. but I, it's nobody I'd ever heard of because, you know, I don't know. But see, our moms were like of the generation that saw every fucking movie that yeah. came out because there was nothing else to do. And they knew every actor, so yeah. Oh, but it was so fabulous. It was terrible marriage. Awful marriage. And they're down on their luck, and they're running this hotel. And then these old friends call. They want to come and stay at the hotel because the, 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 the man used to be a lifeguard at the resort back in its glory days. And now he's rich, and he wants to bring his wife there to try to rejuvenate their marriage. Oh, yes. And then the husband is like, well, I don't want him to come because he just wants to show off his wealth. And the wife is like, 
oh, honey, we need them to come. We need the money and blah, blah, blah. But it really is, is because she used to be in love with him. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. And so they come, and, of course, their marriage is shit, too. And he is married to this woman named Molly. 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 No, 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 I'm sorry. Molly's the daughter that gets slapped. The bitchy mother oh. is Helen. 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 Oh, God, there's hardly, there's hardly a bitchy and name Helen than Helen. is a prude, money-grubbing, anti-sex, overly strict fucking bitch, right? Of course she sleeping is. In Her name is Helen. Sleeping in se- separate bedrooms, anti-sex bitch, right? So anyway, Ken and Sylvia resume their affair from decades before, and Uh, Helen finds out and has a tantrum and blurts it to the police after uh, she calls the police on her daughter because her daughter was going with their son, was going with the other couple's son on a boat ride, but there was a storm, it capsized, and they got stuck on an island, and the Coast Guard had to rescue oh. them, and Helen oh. was sure they fornicated. Oh my god, the scandal. Even though they didn't. The and scandal. This, and this bitch, Helen, I'm not going to tell every detail, but this is also oh so Oh my god, it's right? so good. So I'm this bitch, Helen... It was so convinced that her daughter is such a whore that she hired a doctor to come and forcibly check her to oh, make like to check sure her she was still a virgin and she was still a virgin. Oh my God, this movie's amazing. So the daughter runs away and then the boyfriend threatens to kill the mother for making for calling the doctor. And then they start having an affair in earnest, and then teenage pregnancy happens. It's fabulous. Oh my god. And oh in god. the midst oh of all of this, oh my god. Helen, mainly because she's jealous, because you know, this other woman is banging her husband that she won't bang anyway. Well, who would want to bang a Helen when you could bang a Sylvia? Yeah, so Helen slaps Molly in the the, the Christmas tree. You know, and it oh, comes... so that's Helen. Yeah, yeah. So it's like this Merry Christmas, Mama, and you know she's very sweet, trying to be nice, even though she knows her mom is a cunt, right? Right. But then she gets, because she's jealous, and you know her fornicating daughter, she slaps her viciously. Oh my god. That there's so much nuance in that moment now. There's so much more to it. Oh, oh it's my god. so fabulous. And then of course at the oh. you know at the end Sylvia and Ken are together and then the alcohol oh I forgot the alcoholic husband that Sylvia's husband. I think his name is right. Bart or Bert. Ugh. He's in the hospital or rehab or something for liver failure or something. I don't even remember exactly. And then Helen is off, like, sucking on her sour grapes. And Ken and Sylvia are happy because they've been in love since they were 20 years old. And then they're, and guess what? They are supportive of the teenage pregnant couple 
and are totally and help them get married even though they're underage and then at the end everybody oh, lives happily yes. ever after and it's it, i love it the adulterers and the fornicators live happily ever after as they should and the other two people are left sucking sour grapes <laughs> That is fantastic. It is a really good movie. And like I said, it is trash. Oh, my God. And to think we would never have known of this glorious thing if there wasn't the fabulous gift of a woman smacking another woman right into a Christmas tree. And I'm still going to post it again this year because I do every year because it never gets old. It just never gets old. It's so good. And it's even better as a gift because it just keeps cycling over and over again. You can just watch it for 20 minutes. Oh, yes. And it, oh, it's fabulous. Yes. Oh, it's fabulous. And the artful way that, remember, she, she, like, if I remember right, she artfully grabs a piece of tinsel as she goes down and there's one red ball hanging off of it. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yes. Yes. (laughs) The following is brought to you courtesy of the No Phony Podcast Network, home of independent awesomeness. of this fantastic show. My name is Melissa, and I am the host of the Brook Reading Podcast. Each week, I read and review a book from all across the genres and provide you with summaries, author information, movie adaptations, and relevance in history and society. I also meet and interview new authors and review their works as well. Many times, though, I go off on tangents, make up a brand new segment, or rant about something that's currently pissing me off. (laughs) You can listen to Brook Reading on all of the podcatchers, and don't forget to visit www.brookreadingpodcast.com for expanded information, as well as all of the social medias. The Brook Reading Podcast is a proud member of the No Phony Podcast Network. Oh my god. So I heard you have... A Christmas movie involving fabulous family fighting, too. I have a movie that I I am amazed you have not seen. Although I really shouldn't be surprised because, you know, well, like anything, you know, we, everyone, we've only seen the movies we've seen. We really shouldn't expect people have seen things. But there's, there's a movie that... I mean, every so often I find people that have seen it and they're always like, oh my god, yes, that movie's so great. But the the only problem with this movie is that it has the taint of having Kevin Spacey in it. But the oh. movie is so fucking great that I don't I don't fucking care. And it's been enough time that I can I can still enjoy it because I watched it again the other night. And oh yeah, I I can I mean it's still one of my favorite Christmas movies, and that is. The ref. It you know it doesn't seem like it would be a Christmas movie. Uh, it just ha- It's just one of those movies that just happens to take place on Christmas. On Christmas. Yeah, and it's you know um, it's basically about a couple that can't stop fighting, 
Fabulous. You know, they just, I mean, it literally starts with them in their couples counseling, being horrible with each other, and the adorable B.D. Wong playing, as as always, playing a Dr. Wong, uh-huh. as he always is, and, you know, yelling at each other and yelling at him, and he's, you know, and it's just, it's it's so festive. Oh, how it's you know, fabulous. While it's snowing outside, and there's carolers in this quaint little, you know, kind of New England town and whatever. And meanwhile, um, uh, Dennis Leary is a jewel thief and he has, has tippy toed into this, you know, New England town to break into like this millionaire's house to steal, you know, to, to break into his safe and steal a bunch of jewelry. Well, um, he accidentally trips, trips a, an alarm system and his getaway car, his getaway driver freaks out. And drives off and leaves him there. So he ends up um, kind of like plan B ends up taking the bitchy married couple hostage in a gas station so that, uh, be, you know, so that he can just get the fuck out of there and, you know, be in someone's house until he can figure out what to do. Uh-huh. Not realizing, you know, he's thinking he's just going to, you know, take this woman hostage and just going to, you know hang on, you know, hang on for a minute, get hold of his friend and get the fuck out. Yeah. Not realizing that he just took this horrible couple hostage that, that cannot <laughs> stop fighting for 10 <laughs> seconds. And they get, he gets them to their house and it turns out that their, their family is on their way to their house for Christmas Eve dinner. Oh. And that includes, um, the husband's brother and his awful wife and their two children and uh the mother-in-law who is one of the most awful old ladies and she's rich and she's just horrible and well I'll try you know I can't I I can't go into the whole story but let's just say um they end up just because of timing and whatever. Oh, and their son comes home from boarding school and their son is a little juvenile delinquent who has been running a blackmail or a blackmail ring. Ooh, um, fabulous. He's been blackmailing the head of the military school, JK Simmons first movie. By oh, the way. oh, JK Simmons just, was it just, for, for illicit sexual activity? Yes. Ooh, yes. Fabulous. He he had a bunch of um very delightful photographs of him and we're not really sure who the other people were. Uh, but that, you know, that his wife and children would be very interested. Oh, I hope it's under his... I hope it's underage co eds. <laughs> oh, I, I I'm not entirely sure, but I know there was some there's some special outfits involved. I mean we didn't really get to see the pictures, but they were they were quite uh scandalous. But um <laughs> so, so I mean, just it's just it's just this ridiculous thing. But basically, you know, this couple can't. You know, the 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 thief, you know, Dennis Leary, like he keeps like reminding them, I literally am holding a gun in your face. Like you people cannot stop fighting for ten seconds. I am holding. I'm the one who's allowed to yell because I have a gun. Like I mean, it's there's so much yelling and so much fuck you, fuck you, no fuck you kind of yelling. Oh, I would love it. And it's so, but what's amazing is that when it's, oh shit, oh shit, the family's here. They're at the door. Oh my God. Now we're going to pretend like the jewel thief is their, um, 
therapist. Oh there. my, well, as you do, of course. Because okay, we have yes. to explain the presence of this other person in the house. <laughs> and it's basically, you're going to pretend that I'm supposed to be here and and we're going to do this. Or like I've tied up your kid. Your, your kid is tied up in the closet upstairs. And if you don't pretend like I'm supposed to be here, I'm, I'm taking your kid with me when I go. Oh, it's basically, you know. Yeah. And meanwhile, like, the wife is getting drunker and drunker and, like, because they just can't stop fighting. Uh-huh. And she's she has prepared this ridiculously elaborate meal. And she's making, you remember, you ever hear about St. Lucia? It's like this weird Swedish thing where, like, these rings of candles that you wear on your head. Oh, it's Lucia yeah, 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 yeah. I remember one year we yeah. talked about, like, just ridiculous stuff like that. So... She's like forcing them to all wear Lucia wreaths as she tells the story about about Saint Lucia who was martyred and she they 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 tr- they burned her at the stake but she would not burn because her faith was so strong and blah, blah, blah. <laughs> oh eat up everybody and and you know and and the couple is like trying to pretend like everything's normal even though you know this guy is sitting there like pretending to be their therapist and the and the mother-in-law is just being the biggest cunt ever and she keeps asking so are they like so are they the worst couple you've are they the craziest uh... most awful people you've ever and so what about caroline's adultery and it's like you know so you know she's not good enough for my son and all this sh- and, and they're all just like oh my god will you just shut the fuck up oh how fabulous and the and the reason why i bring it up because of course you know this all comes down to destruction of a christmas tree uh-huh eventually we get to a point where okay let's all go in there and open presents and it's we're forcing we you know and called oh, christine baranski who i love um is the is the bro, the brother-in-law's wife and she's just yelling and obnoxious and horrible and won't stop smacking her kid and eventually he's just like you hit that kid one more time i'm gonna beat the shit out of you i mean it's uh. like you know just so much yelling they're they're all and it's like and and the the couple basically announces that they're getting a divorce in front of everyone fabulous and and they start having this this discussion in front of the whole family all of a sudden they're like being really honest with each other like in a way that they couldn't be in therapy i mean Uh. because it's a movie but basically, they're 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 having this huge fight why because of the divorce announcement yeah, because like it's catalyst. like, yeah, it's like, hey, as long as we're being fucking honest, let's talk, let's talk about what's wrong with our marriage. As long as we're fucking talking, let's right. do it. Let's do it in front of everybody. And one of my favorite moments, and I know you would love this, um, is uh, when the mother-in-law is, be- you know, it's like, She's just, she's just so thrilled to hear they're getting a divorce Uh because she hates the wife Mm -hmm. and she's just like, what does any of this matter now? You're getting a divorce. And Kevin Spacey walks over and leans down and goes, mother, could you possibly shut the fuck up for like 10 seconds? Oh, and then she's like, she's like, who the, how dare you? How dare you think you talk to me like that in my own house? And he goes, you know what? You know what I'm going to get you next year for Christmas? A big wooden cross. So that whenever you're feeling 
under underappreciated, you can crawl up and nail yourself to it. Oh, how fabulous. It's so great. <laughs> But the, but the thing with the tree is that because they're having this whole big thing and then eventually everyone starts yelling. It's like, I've never seen such a Christmas. We're leaving. This is our, I, I can't believe you're talking about this like this in front of our children and blah, blah, blah. And Kevin Spacey just very calmly walks across the room, picks up one of those fireplace pokers and just walks across the room and starts going, excuse me, excuse me. And he starts beating the tree with the fireplace poker. Fabulous. Just beating the shit out of the tree. And ornaments are shattering and lights are exploding. And just, excuse me, excuse me, excuse me, excuse me. Until everyone shuts up. And then when they finally get quiet, he says... The corpse still has the floor because his wife accused him of being a corpse. Uh She was like, you know, I just want to be alive. It's better than being married to a corpse. And Uh so he's like, the corpse still has the floor. And he basically shuts everyone up and then he goes back on to talking. But beating the shit out of a Christmas tree with a fireplace poker to shut your family up so that you can keep talking about your fucking marriage. That's fabulous. I mean, this movie is so great and eventually i mean eventually we have the children have been um the 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 jewel thief and the couple enlist the two children to tie up and gag their parents and the mother-in-law it's like mary gag your grandmother it's just like and you know just tying them up with tape and with with Christmas ribbon and whatever and just like basically like tying them to chairs and wrapping their whole mouths a million times uh. in Christmas ribbon and it's just it's it's so great and of course it all ends up kind of you know happy ever after or whatever but it t- there's so much yelling that takes place oh but you I get hope there. the marriage does dissolve at the end I hope well, they do eventually realize that they haven't really been talking. Uh-huh. So, I mean, there's no guarantee that they're going to get that they're going to stay together, but they do kind of recognize that they don't really hate each other. It's just like they they had way more fun that night yeah. than they've had in years because they got to basically tell his mother to go fuck herself yeah. and they got, you know, that they finally got all this, all this shit out. And so you, I mean, it's not necessarily that their family is going to yeah, yeah. be great, but at least they're fucking talking. So there's like a chance, but it's, it's a much happier, they end in a better place than where they yeah, started. And it's yeah. all because they were taken hostage by a jewel thief. But I mean, as oh, Christmas movies fabulous. go, oh, yes, it's as Christmas movies go, I would rather watch that than It's a Wonderful Life any day. Which uh, oh, by yeah. the way, I still I still contend is not a Christmas movie. It's a movie about suicide that just happens to take place on And Christmas. I've said it before and I'll say it again, I still have never watched it, and you know why. Oh I know. But I I mean I've I've only seen it like once. I heard about it for like thirty years oh, yeah. before I was before I was like, well, I guess I should watch it. No. And then I watched it and I'm like, eh. Yeah, never watched like, it. Like, I really don't. I, you, there's, you're not missing much. Yeah. It's fine. Never you know? watched it. Never will. 
I know. <laughs> in Spanish, they say, Feliz Navidad, Feliz Navidad this Christmas. When we're away, we know you miss us. All I can say is, Excuse my Christmas. But I think in closing, we need to talk about the most fabulous Christmas scene in the history of all the films. The ultimate. The ultimate. Absolutely. And this will be a thousand years from now. It will still be the best Christmas scene in the history of all film. No one will ever top it. No, Yeah, absolutely. And of course, we I, are, I defy yes. anyone to find something better. Of course, we are talking about Dawn Davenport in Female Trouble. Mm -hmm. waking up with the toilet paper on her big beehive hair <laughs> in her green nighty with her big fuzzy slippers going down the stairs, cooing in excitement over her gift. The only thing that she asked for was her cha-cha heels. Cha-cha heels. Black ones. And her parents did not get her the cha-cha heels. They bought her some ugly black flats. I mean, she's far too classy to walk in flats. Well, yeah, so remember she looks at she says, what are these? And then she throws them on the floor. She says, I'll never wear these ugly shoes. Fuck you people. You ruined my Christmas. And then she stomps on all the Christmas presents and throws the Christmas tree on top of her mother and then runs away from the house in her lingerie and then goes and fucks somebody in the junkyard. That's right. <laughs> Best but before Christmas we see her running ever. off, yes. And when she doesn't just throw the Christmas tree down onto her mother. Her mother's laying on the floor going, not on Christmas. Oh, that's not right. Not on Christmas. That's right. Oh, Don, won't you please join us in a carol? Oh, my God. And she's like, <laughs> oh. Silent night. Yeah. <laughs> Holy night. <laughs> That oh, movie, and the thing that tickled me about it the first time I saw that movie <laughs> is the father. Oh, God. Looks exactly like Verity Noslin's father. Yeah. <laughs> yes, he does. Who I actually He's really love, who I'm actually very, very fond of. Who yeah. I did learn he is still alive and he's still doing fine. Oh, that's good to but, hear. Don Davenport's father looks exactly like Mr. Noslin. Yes. Mr. Noslin. <laughs> Do you think Don's Don's dad ever asked her if he remember if she remembered to to put on her deodorant? Oh god, I hope so. Uh, Don't forget your deodorant. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Uh, There's not, but you know, my one of my favorite things about Dawn running off in, you know, running off into the Christmas morning, as she's you know running crying off into the world, is that in her little night, even though you know it's fucking freezing because it's Baltimore. Yeah, and um, with those goddamn blue fuzzy slippers. Yes, is that <laughs> the whatever the Chris the the sort of non-specific Christmas song that's playing. That I don't even know if it's a real song. Like, I don't even know what it is. I just remember that. Yeah, have a merry, 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 merry Christmas. Christmas. And a happy, 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 happy holiday. Merry yeah. Christmas. It's just, 
I, it has to be some horrible song from yeah, the 60s. It's very generic. That John Waters somehow remembered from when he was a kid and thought it was horrible. Or yeah. from the 50s, probably. Very cheesy, yeah. It's something that cost nothing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's glorious. Yeah, if, if y'all, if, I mean... If you listen to our show and you haven't seen Female Trouble, I mean, that that's something you really need to get on. I mean, I know we say that a lot, but yeah, you're going to get a lot more of the jokes of the show if you've seen oh, Female Trouble. Yeah, but, oh, but I just heard the beginning, the very beginning of that scene, she's still in bed and her mother says something like, Dawn, come open your presents or something like that. And I remember like she gets up and she's like, oh, Christ, I'm coming. My parents better get me them touch on heels. <laughs> I asked and I better get. <laughs> no, that's what she said in school the day before, right? Yes. My parents are going to be real sorry if I don't get them touch on heels I asked for. And I asked and I better get. <laughs> As she says to her friends, uh, Chicklet and Conchetta? Chicklet and Conchetta. <laughs> Oh. <laughs> it's like, I never get enough Christmas presents. Everybody in my family is so damn cheap. And the other one says, I'm going to just open all of mine and take them back and get the money for them. You, you could do, do that, that, you know. know. <laughs> <laughs> Classic Christmas. Oh, yes. Amen. That's what Christmas is all about, folks. <laughs> yep. Fighting with your family. <laughs> and then running off into the cold morning and fucking in a junkyard. Oh, God. (laughs) Merry fucking (laughs) Christmas, everyone. (laughs) Oh, my God. Uh, It's, you know, make your Christmas, make make something good of it. You know, whatever it turns out to be. Have the Christmas you want to have. Even if it means running, screaming out the house and going and fucking some stranger, you know, whatever, whatever makes it better. Thanks for listening. If you enjoy our show, please take a moment to rate us and review us on Apple Podcasts or Stitcher. If you send us a screenshot of your review, we'll send you a Bitchin' Boutique sticker. Everyone loves stickers! Please subscribe or add us to your favorites wherever you get your podcasts. Subscribers get new episodes first and are also more attractive. Drop us a line anytime at pitneyandamelia at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you! the happiest memories of my life involve fucking strangers. Uh, <laughs> it is it is be- it is better anyway. when you don't know their names and they don't talk. Is, they do ruin it sometimes by the talking. Uh, that's the so, whole, that's yeah. the wholesome holiday content you guys tune in for. <laughs> yep. Have a merry, 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 merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. (laughs) 